Welcome back, listeners, to another episode of If I Only Knew. Unfortunately, today I'm not joined by my wonderful co-host, Fred. He's off doing important CEO business. Um, And so instead, the responsibility has fallen on me to uh, have a bit of a conversation with you about something that interests me. And today I wanted to do a very short episode on speculative fiction with you all. Um, And I think I want to ask a little bit about what might happen uh, as artificial intelligence and image generation proliferates. This is something that we've talked a little little bit about on the pod, and I suspect it's something that many of you have had some exposure to, one way or the other. I'd like to start by asking how many of you answer your phone less often because of scam calls. Um, Might seem like a strange place to start, but bear with me. I know that many young people won't answer a phone number they don't recognise because of the prevalence of this unwanted contact. You never know what you're going to get if an unknown number calls you, and so plenty of people just don't answer them right? I think of this as an unexpected cost of scam calls. It's not just when you get called by a scammer. It's not just having your dinner interrupted occasionally. It's the fact that any given call you receive could be a scam. And this influences the way people interact with their phone at all times. So it kind of looms over us, right? This this potential of uh, the fact that the phone call we're receiving might be one we don't want to get. Now, my thinking is that there was a golden age before scam calls and data trading um, when mobile phones didn't face unexpected cost, where if some random number called you, um, maybe you'd expect it to be a friend who's changed their phone number. But it seems that we're past that era now. So the promise of, you know, uh, interconnectivity with your friends and with the people who matter and the fact that someone might, you know, a long lost relative might look you up in the yellow pages and give you a ring or something like that seems a lot less likely nowadays. Apart from anything else, if a long lost relative looked me up online and tried to call me, I probably just wouldn't pick up their phone. Uh, maybe I'd call them back later. But uh, I, I think that it feels like there's been this cost imposed on mobile phones by uh, perhaps the externality of uh, scam callers, this kind of unexpected or um, cost that nobody quite bears, but that reduces the quality of the service we received. And I'm concerned that there's something similar on the horizon for videos and photos. Ultimately, it's a ridiculous level of access to information that we all have when everybody carries a phone or a camera in their pocket. And I reckon that this incredible access to real-time photography and real-time visual evidence has massively improved our world. I think it makes people far more discerning about potentially receiving misinformation because, really, we've come to expect that the things that we get told should be accompanied by uh, corroboration from people around who would probably take photos of most situations. Um, My favourite example of this, of the value that these are, photos in everyone's pocket can bring is that I personally find it much harder to buy into UFO conspiracies because contemporary UFO conspiracies continue to have awfully blurry photos. Um, And I think this just makes no sense to me. In 2023, you should be able to show me a crisp high-definition photo taken on on an iPhone 13 of that UFO that abducted you. And given that it seems as if the uh, UFO communities continue to remain very... um, unclear about the photos that they produce, um, I find this uh, increasingly hard to buy into. Um, It's also, (laughs) on the topic of UFO conspiracies, led to one of the most impressive conspiratorial backflips uh, in response to my scepticism about a lack of quality photos 
since maybe the 2010s. And the response that I've heard, which I think is wild, is that aliens stopped coming to Earth maybe about 10 years ago because they'd already learnt all that they could. Um, I think this is an incredibly clever and interesting way to try to get around, to try to tell a narrative that gets around the question of why there are no high-definition photos of UFOs anymore. Um, but I think it's it's uh, rather coincidental that uh, the aliens left at just about the same time that everyone got high-definition photos in their pockets. All this to say that I think that there's massive benefits to us all having photographic devices in our pockets. I think the world is improved by the fact that many, many, many people have photos. I think it makes us much more discerning and ultimately gives us better access to more quality and accurate information. These benefits, however, might actually be in clear and present peril, peril right now, um, because what happens if any image can be gener generated by anyone at a whim without being able to tell whether it was actually taken by a real photo in real life or generated online. This might seem a little far-fetched right now, but the development of better AI generation seems very likely. And ultimately, I suspect that we'll end up in a place where you simply cannot tell the difference uh, technically or visually between an image that's been generated by AI or an image that you've photographed in your backyard. And I worry that with this complete uh, generation of any image that you want to take, society will have to lose its faith in the photographic medium because ultimately photos will no longer represent reality. Now, this thought kind of came to my mind, funnily enough, while I was watching Star Wars. So in the Star Wars universe, most communications are real time. Um, the ones, even the ones that aren't real time are also still holograms, right? And so this struck me uh, because it seemed extremely strange that this incredibly advanced civilization or whatnot wouldn't still have access to like a JPEG, right? Wouldn't still just have a standard photograph just for day-to-day -day stuff when this is like the most common thing that you and I interact with every day. Now, obviously, there's a Doyleist explanation here, a story, an explanation outside of the story. And that is that George Lucas was writing Star Wars in, in a world without the ubiquity of cameras. He was writing it in the 70s and writing it in the 80s. And there weren't cameras in everyone's pocket back then. His sci-fi imagination couldn't sketch so far as to, to imagine a world where everyone had a camera in their pocket. And it didn't serve his creativity to invent everyone having a camera in their pocket. I think this is just a, a fun reflection on how strange it can be when real life outpaces people's imagination sometimes. But even though I understand this external reason for why Star Wars doesn't have photos all over the place, I'm a committed nerd to the integrity of Star the Star Wars universe, and so I wanted to justify it in-universe. Why would a future ditch the incredible convenience of photography is the question that I asked myself. And the answer I came to is that if photographs lost any credibility, then they lose their value. There would be no reason to use photography if any image could simply be created at will by anyone. And I can imagine a world, our world, where technology develops to a point that photography can actually be perfectly mimicked. In that world, it would lose all value because the value of a photograph is its representation of reality. Whether it's to know a country committed an atrocity a partner was caught with an ex, or that I just went overseas, it seems like a photo would have to be real to carry some value, to actually explain something about the world around me. Now, I worry about a future where we lose this utility that we take for granted of photographs, because if they no longer represent the reality of the world around us, 
they're suddenly of no use to us. This seems to me like it would ultimately return us to a world without the benefits of photographs, kind of going back in time technologically because of greater advances. So I guess my concern is that into the future, we're actually going to have this massive cost that comes with better AI image generation. And that is the cost to the reliability of photographs. Now, I know this is not like a wildly new thought. Many people have been concerned about the uh, manufacturing of deep fake videos that might mimic presidents, you know, giving a speech and convince everyone that we're all going off to war. Um, but I think that's actually a little bit too far-fetched of a concern. I think the much more mundane thing that we should actually be really quite concerned about is the fact that once you can create something from scratch without any need for it to actually have happened, nobody can begin to trust any digital medium in the first place. In the same way, the cost of the scam call isn't just getting scam called. The cost of AI image generation isn't just when we have AI images generated in our face. It's that we can't trust whether real images are actually real. And so this has got me thinking about critical windows or golden ages of technology, right? It's a mistake to think of history as linear or explicitly progressive. I think we understand that. But it's a common feeling that I have, that, you know, we're constantly building on ourselves, we're constantly getting better. And it's certainly hard to avoid in today's technologically advanced world. But this idea of the, of the kind of cannibalism of photographs through the development of better image generation presents an alternative thought that might be the fact that sometimes progress is itself destructive. I'm concerned that once these generative technologies exist, there won't actually be much we can do to stop this unexpected cost they impose on the fidelity of photography. I don't know that there's much you or I can do about this right now. That's not really the point of this podcast, but it at least helps me to be more appreciative of the incredible power of our current technologies when I consider the fact that they may well be taken away from us. I don't really want to imagine a world where I can't trust the photographs on the news or where the news can't use photographs because they've got no way of telling if they're real or not. And so I think this kind of dials down my thirst for science fiction solutions to all our problems, right? Um, I'm no longer just crossing my fingers and hoping we make the most powerful AIs imaginable that can fix all our problems because I actually quite like a lot of the technology and a lot of the advances we have right now. You might think of Contemporary photography is quite analog in comparison to the radical generation of images that might be possible in a hundred years. But I think there's something to be said for that kind of simple, trustworthy, reliable analog technology. Um, and my concern is that we lose the benefits we've accrued so far as we continue to develop further into the future. That's all I wanted to share with you today. A little bit of a segue into some Star Wars, a little bit of a connection to why young people might not use their uh, phones so often as maybe you might expect them to. Um, and maybe something for us all to be a bit concerned about as we think about the way that uh, costs can be imposed on us, not just by the proverbial scam call itself, but also by the concern that we might have that every call could be a scam. So thank you very much for listening to my soliloquy today, everyone. Um, I hope you have a lovely week and we should be back next week with more regular programming from Fred and I. So please tune in if you want to listen to the big man himself. He'll be back. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening. This podcast is a Better Pod Group production with special thanks to our researcher, Nicola Binks, executive producer, Matt Blanche, the providers of our theme song with credits that are in our bio, and of course, you, the listener. It's important to remember that this podcast is for entertainment purposes only. 
Whilst there are therapeutic themes discussed, in no way is the podcast considered treatment. And in the event you're in a psychological emergency, please reach out in whatever way you can through 000 or Lifeline 13 11 14. It's important to remember that the discussion is for entertainment purposes and the opinions voiced by podcast hosts are theirs and theirs alone. Any reference to copyright or copywritten material is, of course, the copyright of the copyright owner and or relevant corporate entities. Thank you for listening to Bed Pod Group Productions and tune in to some of our other excellent pod productions on this network.